Unless you want to wait till 8.30. crazy Cleveland Browns fans bring you all the latest in Browns news. Tune in now. Hey, 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 and welcome to the Thursday night edition of the Fanatical Elves show. We are the Fanatical Elves. We're a bunch of wild and crazy Browns fans. I'm John. There's Steve Gill down there. We've got the Village Elliot up top there, and we have Sam Britton down there. In Arlington, Texas. Welcome, everybody. How is everybody doing tonight? Good. Uh, Cowboys Excellent. are playing, so I'm oh, not actually paying, I'm not paying that's attention good. to the game, really. Really, you're not. Well, I'm doing this, but I'm I really don't really care about the Cowboys very much. Oh, I'd I'd watch it just for the classic Seahawk uniforms. Yeah, the Se- classic Seahawk uniforms are really cool. Let's I wasn't alive right. at that period, but they are pretty cool looking. Wow. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, Well, guys, give me a drink. (laughs) We have all had our shows this week uh, here on on the Fanatical Elves, and I appreciate all the time and effort you guys put into this, and I know there are a lot of fans that you have out there that follow you uh, religiously. And, uh, yeah, I know. Yikes. And they're growing. We, you know, we're That's... 35. Our downloads are 35% this month, and we want to thank all of you who do tune, tune in to us. Um, every month we're going up with our downloads. We're, we've run by the 11,000 download mark um, or Ooh. closing in on that probably later tonight, which is fantastic um, since we started. And we really need you to follow us on Apple, on Spotify, um, watch us on Facebook, watch us on Twitter or the X, watch us on YouTube. But we really get paid the big bucks if you download our show, subscribe to us, follow us. And, uh, you know, we bring all sorts of opinions where some of us are more opinionated than others, or we bring it, we deliver it differently. So we, we enjoy <laughs> the fact that, um, you, uh, come, come here and listen to all of us. Uh, we have the Browns blitz with Rod Bloom. He actually had his show last night with a, he brought on a, um, special guest who's a, a real follower of the Browns blitz. I don't, remember the gentleman's name off the top of my head i shouldn't i think his brother's name is jeff but i don't know um this gentleman's but he got to be on the show with rod that was pretty cool we got what the elf was that with joel Cade, who's not here tonight but he's bringing it he's wearing his uh, holiday gear and uh, sporting a beard these days we've got the oracle speaks there with uh up there with the village elliot bringing it daily here uh he's got a lot of opinions from uh, the Ravens shifting, uh, getting out of the AFC North and bringing in Buffalo. We got Sam Britton down there with the uh, uh, the the Browns uh, breakdowns, just bringing all the, uh, the the young views, and I just love it. Um, Steve Gill's bringing it every week with that that out of state sort of out of uh, Cleveland area Dog Pound South show. So we love that, and uh, and Steve is the uh, man of reason in in the group. Um, he, he keeps everybody steady and, uh, almost like steady Eddie. Don't so, call me steady. Eddie. I wrote, no, I wrote, no, I wrote an article. Steady, not steady. Now, now listening to Joel, um, you know, on the, what the elf was that show. And then, you know, his take on kind of things. And we, he, all of us have talked a little bit about Kevin Stefanski and I did write an article this past week about Northeastern 
Ohio Sports Insider, it's just about that specific play with the double reverse that we all were kind of pissy about um, at the end. Of, a lot of fans were upset about. We've talked about it a little bit, but you know, overall, I think you know, I think we all have agreed that you know Kevin Stefanski, for the most part, has done a really, really g- good job this season, and uh, I expect that we're going to see a better thing out there, a better product out there on Sunday. What are your initial takes about, you know, Kevin and going this week and um, the, you know, the talk is again about his play calling, but I, I certainly feel like coach Stefanski is going to continue to coach a good game come Sunday afternoon when the Browns play the Los Angeles Rams. Anybody's f- first takes on that, Steve or uh, village Elliott or Sam. I don't know what, what the game plan uh, or yeah, just like the game. Like, you know, well, what do you think about Kevin and, and can I say something yeah. controversial? Yes. No, you, I, I'm a supporter of uh, Stefanski. I, I, I'd say like this, it, you know, I do think that he made some fundamental error in coaching the team as if it were an offensive team rather than a defensive team. I think Kevin has done a very good job Overall, as coach, I think the players respect his leadership. I think, however, that Jim Schwartz has done an excellent, superior job as defensive coordinator, and the Browns cannot keep both of them next season. Oh. They they have to make a decision. Jim Schwartz. (laughs) Jim Schwartz is going to be a head coach in the NFL next season. Mm. And they're going to have to decide whether it's going to be in Cleveland or somewhere else. Wow. Mm. That, that's the hot that? take to get the thing going yeah. started here early. <laughs> no offense to Kevin, but uh, Kevin has no offense. Well, Steve, what do you think? You're, 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 you're the voice of reason with our group. Uh, Jim Schwartz quit football because of his health. Uh, he took an advisory role with the Titans. Okay. Uh, he got back in it, but I cannot see him being a head coach again. I just can't. Okay. I think he'll turn down uh, interview requests just because of his health. Okay. And I think Kevin Stefanski deserves an extension. I mean, what he's done, considering the circumstances – uh, missing two starting tackles, a starting running back, and rolling up to his fourth starting quarterback. And they're still seven and four. Also, I'd like to point out that after a loss, Kevin Stefanski is 19 and seven. 19 and seven. So, okay. It's, it's pretty solid. I'll go with that. That's Not my bad. marker. Now, I uh, Sam, uh, take on that with, with Kevin. Steady yeah. Ahead. He's doing fine. I think that he had some weird plays um, last week with the whole uh, the motions and stuff. But he's not been doing terrible. Jim Schwartz has been doing great. I think he was a, a beautiful addition. I mean, I think that was probably one of the best signings of the offseason right now with how good this defense has been. I mean, Joe Woods, he 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 was okay, but he wasn't what this defense needed. But I think the game plan... We'll see. Just no more motions. That's all I asked for. Did you notice that uh, you might see a lot more motion? <laughs> yeah, we might, but no more With weird triple motions. I've been bouncing back fumbles. and forth on uh, what kind of offense he's going to run. And earlier in the week, I thought, 
Uh, he's going to go heavy. He's gonna, we're going to see Michael Dunn and Nick Harris in the backfield. We're going to see the T. Then I got to looking at the Rams, and four out of their five DVs allow 12.5 yards a catch. So I think we're going spread, baby. Well, they're <laughs> and very young. And, talking, and when I did the Rams Up podcast there uh, the other this on the Johnny Cleveland show um, with that Mike Tom Counts um, from that group, we talked a lot about that Rams secondary. They are it, it's a real youth movement in in Los Angeles right now, and yeah. uh, they are surprised a little bit that they're where they're at, and they're right kind of there in the thick of things in the NFC playoff picture. So there's, I'm I'm nervous going into this game. I, well, I think that Stefanski's going to do a good job of play calling. Overall, I'm still nervous because we've only the last time we went out there was in 1993. 30 years ago. Um, we don't go play there very often, but when we have, we haven't had a lot of success against any Rams team, be it there in St. Louis too. And I just, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, the momentum is not in our, in our favor right now going into this, this game. Um, though I think that we have a, a great team on, on paper. Um, we have a lot of other things we can talk about going into this game, but as far as initially, I'm just a little nervous. I think, the Rams are the favorite. Not that that means a lot. Three points. Three three points. Down uh, they from do, four and they a half. They do have. I guess. I guess one of the first things I'd like to mention too. We'll get it talking about Joe Flacco here in a minute. But let's talk about the Rams quarterback, Mike Michael Stamp Stafford. Um, Matt Stafford. Matt, Matthew Matthew Matt Stafford, Stafford, because he has a history, even without the Rams, going back when he played for the Lions a lot, of doing pretty well against the Browns, including that crazy win he had i think the last time he played for the lions against the browns i don't remember what year it was maybe you guys can remind me but do you remember the london game wasn't that the london game uh could have had to be anyway they came back and won it was late and it was one of those sort of places where stafford was injured he could hardly move um and yet he was able to bring them back. So that, you know, knowing that and how he does historically against the Browns, I think that that's a leg up for the, for the, for the Rams. And uh, that has me a little bit concerned. So what do you guys feel about him? And then just going into this game, why don't we start with you, Elliot village, Elliot? Well, I, you know, I'm concerned um, that we, from where we sit, we have no idea what we've got in Joe Flacco. Yeah. Um, I would say that in the long run, meaning like a month from now, when he knows the playbook and he's in for sure uh, conditioning-wise out of uh, the twilight zone, there's no reason to believe that he can't play quarterback effectively. He was great against us when playing for the New York Jets, Remember, the New York Jets do not have a good offensive team, and yet he rang up 300 yards against us last year, if you'll recall. So I have no problem with him ability-wise. He can still play. Uh, The knock against him has been that, well, he's getting kind of old, and he's got an injury history now, and he's not the Joe Flacco that he was when he won the Super Bowl. Was that like 2006 or something like that? Um, So I think that – and the main concern I have is, is he in football shape? Has he been training all this time with the intention of coming in late like he's done? 
Has this been part of a plan or did he decide at the last minute that he didn't want to be retired and he's changed his mind about not playing? And I don't know about that. I hope that the Browns know what they're doing, but they didn't bring in anybody else to audition. By the and way, I, I just, while you're before you carry, yeah, I was going to say something too about the quarterback situation, like just right now. Um, couple things. One, um, there are, well, just today, the Carolina Panthers released, did you see this, Steve? Uh, after practice squad, the former Brown practice squad um, kid from last year that was, um, got a lot of highlights, a lot of chit chat. Um, last name started with an L. And I can't come up with the last name. Kyle Laletta? I think it was Laletta. Some one of those I guys. Was, he was a free agent. Uh, well, maybe I'm thinking of another practice squad court. Maybe maybe I got that name mixed up because they both last names ended in L. Anyhow, he got released today. Uh, one of them from the Carolina Panthers, and I was thinking because I know we've talked about well, what's the Browns' plan moving forward with these quarterbacks? And like, are they going to bring somebody else in beside? You know, they've already brought in Flacco. Are they planning on bringing somebody else in, or are we just settled on what we've got? That's what we're, we're just settled. Okay, Steve, you're not in your head. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me well, get back to it, then. It, you know, it all depends on how Flacco plays Sunday. Right. Uh, I think DTR is going to be the starter. You still I do. Mean, he, yeah, he, he showed me a lot in that Denver game after, after the, the Bronco defense started uh, taking six guys oh, yeah. out of the box. To but stop it's, the if run. he's, He's still Once in he started hitting protocol. the short passes, the Denver uh, defense had to respect his arm, and then the running yeah. game took off. Well, so, I agree. I mean, he I went would, three yeah. scoring drives. So, you know, oh, absolutely. I'm good with that. No, I'm and good with DTR. If his wide receivers would just catch the ball, but I mean, they were my, dry, they're, they're like number one in drop passes when DTR is the quarterback, and that's not doing the rookie any good. But it's the concussion protocol. That's all I'm, I'm referring yeah, to. Yeah, he's not going to play this week. So that's, uh, that's I don't know what's see, the that's, long. That's well, what I no, mean. he's like, not. It's, it's going to be Falco and right and um, Falco. Oh, is that that's DJ? Oops, I Falco. dropped the ball. Walker is the backup. Yes, yes, yeah. And Falco if they keep Falco, they'll release movies. Falco from the replacements. I know. I thought we were watching the movie for a minute there. The, 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 yeah, they'll the, they'll release uh, PJ Walker probably, and then pick somebody up for the practice squad. But who so knows? they you okay. Uh, Jake Luton was the guy that was released by Carolina. Who? That's not the same Luton. Luton, that's right. Yeah, he was not a Cleveland. Never guy. heard of him. Sam, what do you think about this whole Joe Flacco thing? I mean, you probably don't. Uh, Joe Flacco's thirty-eight years old. Did you know that he was a quarterback? He's old enough to be Sam's grandfather. <laughs> no, no, I know Joe Flacco. I remember him from the Jets. I remember a little bit from his Ravens days. I kind of remember uh -huh. him as he started to fall off a little, yeah. but I mean, I think DTR, if he clears concussion protocol will play. Uh, I think he showed Stefanski enough. Uh, that no, I, I, yeah, but if he, if let's say he doesn't play this week, but clears concussion pro next week, I think he probably will play because I think sure. he shows Stefanski enough. He hasn't thrown an interception. I don't think in the past two games he played. Uh -huh. Obviously, he hasn't had a whole lot of yards. But I think Joe, Joe Flacco will probably start this week. I don't yep. know how he'll do or if he'll do very well. I don't think he will do very well. I just don't trust him. He's old. He hasn't played in about a year. But 
I, I don't think he'll do okay. I think he'll be suitable, but I think DTR is still going to be the starter. The one thing about play again. The one thing about Joe Flacco that's always just, you know, it's a Browns fan. I mean, you guys know this, right? I mean, Joe Flacco has, I don't know what his actual history, like record is against the Browns. I didn't look that up. He's 10 and one in Cleveland. Stadium. Yes. He, he just kills us. So like, this, this, despite people thinking that he's old and whatever, and now, now he's playing for the Browns. I mean, when we would go up against Joe Flacco, it was like, we always thought that he was crap. But he yeah. still he would respond and play. I well, didn't, I didn't either. Elvis Gerback was crap, but not uh, <laughs> Joe Flacco. It was just one of those things. Where like, how did he beat us again? And he, but he's really good. And even in that game last year against the Jets, I was there in person and just watching him fling the ball. He has just got really nice, nice uh, pass football. You know that he throws very, very, very good, uh, precise. I mean, the guy's been in the league for a long time, but. Yeah. You know, he drove that team twice down the field and yeah. looked like, you know, a Tom Brady. Just and he McCann just knows where he knew where to go against the Browns. Now, obviously, that Browns defense was a little different than this year, Sucked. but now he's with us. So I'm hoping that God, early defense. Here's what would be great. Let's say Joe Flacco comes in. Let's say DTR. I don't know. Joe's going to DTR is not playing this week. That's no, I know that. I know, I know that, really. Yeah. He said that Flacco is the number two quarterback in the depth chart. Yes. No, I agree. I'm not hard. saying, I'm not disagreeing that, that I'm, I'm talking long term here, saying it would be funny if Joe Flacco is on this team. And let's just say the Browns, I'm talking, I'm jumping way ahead. Let's say the Browns somehow get momentum, they get into the playoffs and somehow, you know, that we're talking Super Bowl. Right? I mean, I think it's funny to think that Joe Flacco was part of, you know, the old Ravens teams, uh, you know, do, like you just mentioned earlier, going way back. And now he's with us. And I just think it's just that would just be hysterical to me. If Joe Flacco circle. wins as a Super Bowl, I'm totally fine with him starting. Well, Don, <laughs> well, isn't that, you know, it's, it's yeah, not so like he's, he's been sitting on his couch. He, he has been training. He yes, has been yeah. throwing the ball three times a week. A lot of people say, well, why was he still on the street? Well, the way the NFL works is you got to have an advocate on a team, former coach, former OC, yeah. former quarterback coach. He has none on any of the NFL teams. Like like uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron sure. Rodgers forced the Jets to sign Tim Bowl, Bowles because yes. Aaron Rodgers knows Tim Bowles. So yes. the GM said, okay, we'll sign him as a backup quarterback. There's nobody in the NFL right now that Tim Boyle? is an advocate for Joe Flacco. So he was on the street. He was you know who else training was... three days a week. So, you know, it's not like he's sitting on the couch eating uh, bonbons all you know day. Who or, else? You, know. You, know who, you know who else was eating bonbons? No, or was not who? eating bonbons. That I didn't realize this, but our, our friend in Los Angeles told me last night, Carson Wentz, your favorite quarterback, um, is now the backup in Other Los Rams. Angeles, which I had yeah. no idea. I yeah, did no, not. Yeah. yeah, I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> that's good because <laughs> I preview article know. tomorrow. Look for it, ClevelandSportsTalk.com. <laughs> so our hope is the hope is that Carson that Stafford gets knocked down. No, and, don't. Uh, no, bad karma. No, okay, we don't want to do that. Okay, no, we don't. We do don't that. do bad right. karma. Hey, let's, Carson Wentz let's, is an outstanding quarterback. He's a let's, fine young man. Yeah. Let's no, take a break. Let's take a break here on the Fanatical Elves show, and we will be right back. 
and we're back. Weren't those brilliant commercials? Love I bet those you really enjoyed that. Thanks Amazing. for coming back to Incredible. us on the Fanatical Elves Network and the, our show tonight. We bring in, we're bringing the best here tonight. We got Steve Gill. We got the Village Elliot, the Oracle Speaks. We have Sam Britton uh, bringing the Browns breakdowns. Just a great group of guys, and we just love talking Thursday nights, and we appreciate you listening to us, watching us live right now. Then after you listen, watch us, you know, go to Apple, go to Spotify, click on the follow button, click on that subscribe button, and then you'll never miss the show. I know on my phone every day when I, when we release a show, it pops up on the, on the front of my phone. Oh, mm-hmm. there's a new episode of Apple or on Apple of the fanatical elves. Then I just click on it and it's right there. It's beautiful. So if you don't want to miss any, and you know, you know, we're not always, always entertaining, but we have a lot to say. And, uh, so, so tune back into us. Um, all right. So we were talking about Joe Flacco. We were talking about this Browns game going on starting. It's Sunday afternoon. It's a little bit of a later start. It's a 425 um, start. The only thing I'm, I'm okay. Here's, here's a kind of a topic. Okay. The, the, the sports announcers, Mark Sanchez. Oh, yeah, I know. It's going to be Mark Sanchez. It's, it's, it's the same damn crew again. I, I, I'm already planning. I hope they, on I hope even... they had time to uh, take their uh, Bronco jerseys back to the store. Yeah, and, uh, I'm get turning a the sound off. And get yeah. Rams jerseys for mm-hmm. this week's show. I, I just, it's absolutely insane that they're bringing these two knuckleheads back on, on air. And I'm. it's an automatic mute. I mean, Browns fans worldwide will not be listening to the, the the video they'll be turning tuning in on a 10 second delay on the radio pro yes program. of course you know Report um, the cleveland broadcasters listen yes, to, go the, to radio the radio broadcast bro- this yes, is a simple decision mark 10 Sanchez seconds means nothing boneheaded idiot and i'm just like i don't understand how they i mean you all of us could do a better job broadcasting one of these nfl games these, these morons who come on and like the, how they presented themselves so often in that game last week against Denver was just a crime, just a crime. And after that hit the DTR and showing video of him with a bloodied up mouth while saying, well, that really wasn't a dirty hit. It was with, leading with his shoulder. Oh, damn you. Like, come on, man. Like the guy's bleeding. All of you guys who think that he was, that was a fair, that he launched, he left the field of play and went into the guy it, that was purposeful. So anyway, I'm, I digress, but you know, Mark Sanchez is an idiot. And the fact that they're sending him to Los Angeles to do this game is just moronic on whoever's part, whoever made that decision. All right, I'm done. Um, Welcome to Fox. <laughs> so by the way, you, now that they've decided the bears game is going to be at Sunday at well, one o'clock Eastern uh, it's on Fox. I wonder who they'll get for that game. Well, he better be, hmm. he better not, that better not be him. Cause I'm telling you right now, if Browns fans will seek him out and he will be, <laughs> he will. it's not going to go well. <laughs> no. Um, okay. So this game coming up, uh, there are, you know, the, the, again, both teams are, you know, the Rams are five and six. They're on the underside of 500, but in that week, sort of NFC, playoff picture they're still kind of right there and the way the los angeles rams podcaster talked about it last night they have a series of games coming up two or three that are very winnable manageable and that he sees the rams getting you know nine wins you know and that could easily get them in the playoffs on that side of the of, of the nfc the browns are seven and four 
and the ex the expectation early on going looking to the schedule was well this could be a win what do the browns have to do on sunday i mean one thing that i think of right away is they can't turn the ball over early and they can't get down 14 to nothing like they've done both in seattle and denver uh sam let's start with you what do you what do you think the browns have to do Oh man, well run the ball. Run the actually consistently run the ball. If it's not working, don't run the ball. But if it was working like the Broncos game, run the ball. Mm. Uh limiting turnovers, not having three fumbles probably will make the game a lot easier to win. Um actually uh not doing motion plays that are really complicated and especially for motion plays on players that haven't been out on the <laughs> field yet. Uh <laughs> I, I think I think in seriousness, I think the Rams, they're an interesting team. They lost Jalen Ramsey, was their star cornerback to Miami. So their secondary is young. Their secondary is going is going to be good, but they aren't as good right now. Uh, and so I think it's gonna be running the ball a lot because of Joe Flacco and keeping him limited, because that's just kind of what you do for a quarterback that's starting for the first time in a year. Mm-hmm. I think It'll be a pretty close game, but I do think the Browns are just the better team. I think the defense, once again, will carry us. And so long as the offense doesn't turn the ball over too many times, I think we'll win the game. I like that, Sam. Um, let's go over to you, Steve. Um, well, the Rams are kind of a middle-of-the-road teams. If you look at all their rankings, they're like, you know, like rushing offense, passing offense, you're looking 14th, 15th, 16th. Yeah, they're in the middle. Yeah. You know, they are just a middle-of-the-road team. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing they are not very good at, they're they're 31st in allowing opponent third-down conversions. Yeah. So, And they only have nine takeaways on the season on defense. Oh, so that could bode okay. well. Um, they run a lot of jet sweeps with uh nakua uh he's the fastest player they got on the field right uh, their offensive line is fairly good they have a weak left tackle so um you know they're just they're average i mean the one thing about Stafford, mm-hmm. what he does he gets the ball out quickly he's been sacked yes 20 times in the last 10 games Oof. but you know um i Not i bad. can uh i think on offense like I'm still torn. <laughs> I, yeah. I want to say that they're going to load up in the heavy set like they did in 2020 and the old Minnesota Vikings uh-huh. offense that Kevin ran with uh, Kirk yeah. Cousins. But then you look at that secondary of the Rams and you just got to think that, you know, you might have a little look. wide receiver stack on one side. Uh, you know, uh, Amari Cooper and Elijah Moore seem big, really excited to have uh, a Flacco play. And he knows Elijah Moore very well yes and he talked about him today a little bit yeah so i would expect him to have a good game tillman's yes. started to show me something last week yeah we that catch you made yeah that catch and made one of the young yes. dbs that plays for la uh played for georgia last year and of course tillman played for tennessee and when tennessee and georgia played right. tillman lit him up it's a good observation. so uh mm-hmm. you know we only you only would, get that kind of information here on the Fanatical Elves Network. And exactly. Out. So on offense, I would be tempted to let uh, Flacco loosen up that defense. Again, they're going to fi- they're going to face a five man front fourth time this season. 
Get them mm. out of that stack box because you know the Rams with uh, Aaron Donald is going to think the, the Browns are going to run the ball. But you got a veteran quarterback and not DTR, a rookie, who can do some short passes, you know, get hit some quick slants, get them out of that box. On mm. defense, pressure, pressure, mm-hmm. pressure, pressure. Mm-hmm. They got to be disruptive. I think the one thing I listened to both all the coordinators talk today, uh, Jim Schwartz said, uh, Tony Grossi asked him about the difference between playing at home and playing on the road. And he made one thing. He said, well, I think the fans really, you know, at home, the fans really energize us. You got to remember the last time they played out in L.A. against the Chargers. That was a, like a 65% Browns fan. In that and the Rams, the Rams. I'm expecting it to be more than 75% Browns fans. What's funny about Everybody that. saved up their money this year to go to L.A. But Steve, so what's I funny, expect yeah. it to sound like a Browns home game. Steve, what's funny about this, though, and just that observation, I totally agree in listening to the Rams podcaster. He said the same thing. But isn't it funny? Like Paul Brown, the biggest Browns fan on the other side of the pond in England. Took a direct is, flight from Heathrow. He's taking a direct flight, like, right now. and But yeah. he's talking about how there's no um, tailgating. And then you read some of the comments from the people that are in Los Angeles, and they all say that it's just crap parking and that they just don't yeah. do it out there. So like he's trying to create some atmosphere. He's he's going to create one, or I'm sure it'll be quite a following because a lot of people follow Paul Brown. So if you're in Los Angeles and you're listening to our show, um, follow Paul you know, Brown. Follow Paul Brown because he's going to have some one hell of a tailgate tomorrow before the game or before Sunday's game. Yeah. They'll so, arrest see, him for sure. <laughs> Los Angeles. <laughs> Los Angeles. Crazy, Elliot, Elliot, what do the Browns need to do to win this game on Sunday? Well, I think what they need to do is make Los Angeles stop them before giving up on the run. I think I agree with with what Sam had to say very much and what mm-hmm. Steve had to say. I think that if they do stack the box, that doesn't mean that they automatically get a free pass against the run. And I'm, what I'm thinking about is there was a long time ago when Achilles Smith was quarterbacking the Bengals I was at that game. I think it was Achilles Smith and uh, Dick LeBeau was coaching the Bengals at the time where they, they just fired. Uh, I think it was Bruce Coslett and they were trying to, uh, maybe it wasn't Achilles Smith. It was anyway, it was some, some, maybe it was David clean. I don't know what it was, but anyway, they had some hotshot quarterback and they're trying to get him to do all these great passes and stuff. And he couldn't do it. And what they wound up doing was, um, you know, their star uh, halfback, Corey Dillon, was injured. And so what they did is they just ran this fat kid, uh, Nick Lachey, who, who later changed his name. But anyway, they ran him up the middle. And every time they did it, they got six yards. Huh? So I said, well, let's do that again. And so they ran him up the middle, six yards, yeah. six yards, six yards. And, you know, they were like, they only won like three games that year. But they discovered that they were so powerful against this team. It was the Green Bay Packers, I believe, that they could not stop this big 240-pound fullback. Uh, they couldn't stop him up the middle. And so they kept really? on going yeah. to that play. So that my point is, is that if they stack the box, that doesn't mean that you have to panic and go to double reverses in order to attack that defense. Prove that to yourself that you can't beat it by, you know, using uh, Nick Harris as the fullback and running your guys up the middle. 
yeah. prove that they really are that good. Don't just give up because they showed up with a. It's very box. interesting. Yeah, you mentioned it. Well, a couple things that that brought to mind for me that that your your description of that game reminded me of when the Browns were playing the Atlanta Falcons, I think last year, and they were really kind of in control. The Browns were, and then all of a sudden Atlanta decided, oh, let's run the ball. And they then the Browns, control. well, they, they got a lot of, um, they were, they started running all over the Browns. Um, Marcus Mariota didn't complete seven passes. He attempted yes. seven passes. Think um, about that. But it is they very interesting. running backs who ran you can, over, all over the Browns that I don't even know who the second and third teamer were. I don't even know if they're still in the freaking league. I mean. <laughs> well, it's very interesting because it's, yeah, play calling is interesting. I mean, in any sport, I coach basketball and, you know, we have this, these conversations. And I'm not coaching pro players. I'm coaching high school. But there are moments where, you know, okay, well, we can't run that play. Or some people believe you, you can't run that play because, you know, it's just not going to work against that type of defense and you just want to give up. And then I'm not of that mindset. Sometimes I'm like, well, no, I think it, things can work. You just got to give it a few more tries. And I, it, not, not exactly. We're not talking about the same sport here, but I don't think like you, same you're saying, principle. yeah, the same principle. Yes. And so um, I, I would love to see that like the Browns get back to more of an establish that run. And, but, but I also see Steve, Saying and it's a true point here that and they do have a, a relatively young secondary, and I get a feeling inside like Kevin, good old Steady Eddie, is gonna is gonna kind of do that a little bit, challenge that secondary. Well, um, he's not gonna do it right away. No, he, no, he is gonna run the ball and he's gonna try and soften up that. that <laughs> Wouldn't it be uh, fantastic though? Line that front. It would so, it be fantastic. Know, I it, I it worked to get. Denver, they they started softening up. Well, all of a sudden, the second quarter, the running game just exploded. But Steve, I would love. I think Browns fans would love, like, just to do something different. Open the game with Flacco dropping back, play action. Maybe the second play of the game or fifth play of the game drops back, throws a bomb down the sideline or, or to the post to Mari Cooper, just to just to launch it up there, just to get the, get the juices Boy, flowing. That would soften up the defense. No, they, that would be intercepted. Um, no. Oh, now, now, now. No, no, we're not throwing the ball away. We're going to avoid turnovers. They don't have the timing for the deep ball. Well, so I'm sure they don't. I'm very just, unlikely I'm to work. Fictitiously saying, well, it would be funny if that's. No, it would not be funny. Oh, Interceptions come on. are not funny. It is not funny. It is not a good idea. That is a typical Browns quarterback fantasy that you can just put a guy in like fantasy football and have him perform like he did three years ago. Okay, let me ask you this, No though. practice, me, yeah. no okay. training All right. camp, All right. just plug him in and have him perform. That's Browns quarterback fantasy number one, 101. Okay, okay. Well, we we got spoiled a little bit a few times there when Baker Mayfield was still in town, and they did uh, Kevin did do that a few times. No, but he with, did attend. He attended training camp. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. sure of that. Okay, so um, well, let's PJ talk. Let's, really let's talk a little bit before we leave camp. tonight. Oh, and we've well, been on. PJ can do it. Then it's, we've been on. Okay. on I don't want to see him ever again. We've been on air for about 30, 30, 40 minutes here. I wanted to finish 
talking a little bit about Miles Garrett. He's they had had a pop in his shoulder, but he was seen today. Steve was uh, we were looking at this earlier. He was doing push-ups. I uh, wanted to just talk about this defense, and is the defense going to be the difference in the game for the Browns on Sunday? So let's start, uh, at Village Elliot. Why don't we start with you on this point? Do you, uh, Miles Garrett, and mm. and and the defense? Do you see that well, as being? You know, when I was about Miles' age, I was a martial artist, and I remember feeling a pop in my shoulder, and it lasted for like ten years. Um, I don't know <laughs> if I would accept advice that you know if you want to make that thing feel better go out and play four quarters of nfl football i'm not sure that i think uh miles is going to be a hundred percent so I'm, yeah i am concerned, concerned i am too especially after that likely actually likely a, a comment that um mary Kay uh cabot mentioned in the cleveland play dealer just to confuse everybody and throwing out headlines to just get us all wound up uh, Mary Kay does a beautiful job of that. Uh, she got her clicks. <laughs> I clicked That's on what it. She's good at. I, I clicked on it just to read that there was nothing in there but just crap. It was the same old. Yeah, it's all just like crap. Um, all right, let me come down there briefly to you, uh, Sam. Miles Garrett, this Browns yeah. defense. I don't know. I'm I'm worried. Yes, because he's the best player in the league defensively. I'd say. I mean, he probably will win Defensive Player of the Year so long as he continues um, doing what he's been doing. I think if he if the shoulder starts to affect him, his playing and he's not able to shed his blocks properly because of the discomfort and um, maybe quote tightness in his shoulder. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But I think um, that might hurt his defensive play of the year odds. But I'm I'm worried because he's the heart, the soul, and the best player in the on the defense. And so if he's out, it makes um, makes the defense a lot. Uh, I guess I was quote, worse. It's not worse, but it definitely loses some talent there. Last week, I mean, seeing him on the sideline, you could tell that. I mean, there was something going on, and that I, I mean definitely has an effect on it. That that's you know, good observation. Uh, let's finish with you, Steve. Well, first of all, you got to remember, uh, I didn't expect him to play a lot in Denver. Uh, he found out really? he has asthma when he got called yes. COVID. So I knew he's going to be oh. winded most of the game. Uh, Wait a second. You know, Wait, so I didn't out, really expect a big game. Wait, he from got him. COVID. Wait, he got COVID. Yeah. In 2020. Two years ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, he got COVID and then they found out he had asthma. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, I got you. You know, I didn't expect, but I do. We, is he going to play the whole game? No. As no. long as they teach Alex Wright where to line up, you know, <laughs> um, he yeah, had but, a very good game, except he kept lining up in the wrong but place. Joel, but, but Joel came emphasized that. But Joel said that, and I'm glad that he at least mentioned this at least once. That he says, like, there was a time where I think Miles jumped, but then he jumped back. That's not that that play should not have been blown as a penalty. He, you have on the defense, you can jump into that zone, but get back. And he did before the ball. So he was, I think Joel was wrong on his on offensive lineman doesn't move, but if he jumps right. and an alignment moves, that's offsides. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Lining right. up offsides, which is a, was a Jadavian yes. Clowney specialty yes. when he played with the Browns, mm. as long as the, you know, I don't expect, like I said, I don't think Miles is going to play the whole game. I expect him to play a little bit. 
It's yeah. difficult enough to do push-ups on a medicine ball when you're completely healthy. Yeah. Uh, so that tells me Mary Kay speculation was just that, speculation. Um, the player I worry about is Denzel Ward not playing, and he's not going to play. Uh, it looked like Anthony Walker's going to be back. He missed practice today only because he was sick, but he is going to play, so that helps. Um, but uh, Greg Newsom is going to have to play better. I mean, he just gave just those shut Denver up and just play the wide game. receivers just, way too much cushion. He just and, talks too much. You know, so it that that's the, the one player that bothers me on defense is Denzel Ward not playing. Uh, he has been playing fantastic this year when he's played. Uh, I expect him back here uh, next game, uh, but that's the player they're going to miss. And hopefully Schwartz will dial up a little more uh, creative zone schemes for uh, Matthew Stafford. But like Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford has seen it all. So yeah. uh, uh, Schwartz is going to have to be incredibly creative in the secondary and incredibly creative on his D line and blitz patterns. Um, they started to work against Russell Wilson, you know, that back and forth, you know, the audible, 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 audible yeah. in the Denver game was an, ex you know, if you're a, a football freak like me, uh, that was really interesting with all the, the, the changes at the line of scrimmage, you know, I got Russell Wilson changing and defense uh -huh. changing and Russell yeah. Wilson changing. Yeah. I thought, well, you know, and then Schwartz got rolling and started confusing Russell Wilson a little bit. So I expect yes. him to come out swinging uh, this week. And I, yeah, I hope we're not, not going to be a 14 to nothing no. deficit. Right. All right, guys. Um, final takes from all of you. I think, you know, I, I'm – my take just right now is that, you know, I'm going into this game. I'm I'm – I think the Browns have the better team on paper, but they need to limit their mistakes early – I like to see them run the ball, like Sam says, establish that a little bit. Um, there, it's going to be Joe Flacco there. And, um, you know, I, I think I see the Browns pulling this game off. If they don't give up like a 14 nothing lead early, if it goes 14 to nothing, I'm like, I don't know how much that you, you can get out of that, you know, that offense and the expectations. So, I if the Browns can somehow get a three nothing lead off a of Dustin Hopkins field goal, I'd feel a lot better. And I, I certainly don't want to see the Rams take the ball eighty yards on the first drive and score on this defense. So that's that's where I'm at with this game. Um, Elliot, final take. You know, it just occurred to me that the Browns have done this before. Uh, they won a game with a quarterback named Don Strock, who was yep. actually a backup quarterback from the Miami Came Dolphins. off the golf course. <laughs> yeah, Came off the golf course, and he had one week. And what they did is they gave him uh, 10 plays to learn. Yep. And he did very well and beat a yeah. playoff team. In fact, they had to play them in the playoffs the next week. And then That's right. uh, the defense knew which 10 plays he was going to use, and they beat us. Both those games? Wait, no. Who yeah, did they it was play? back to back. Back to who back. They we play? played them to end. It was, Houston. It was like Houston Oilers. Houston. Oh, that's right. Houston okay. Oilers. Yeah. And, what year yeah. was that? Was that 90? Oh, no. Come on, man. That was uh, 87. Yeah, 1887. 1887. <laughs> 
But yeah, Don, but, yeah, Don Strzok it, was the only guy happened, in Cleveland with a suntan. Concern that I have yeah, right, is right. what kind of shape is Joe Flacco actually in? Was he really training to play football this season, or oh, was he, he was. training to play golf? I don't know. But if he, you know, if he was really planning on coming back all along, then this has a chance to work. Um, I, I'd I, like I just, to hear what his journey was like. He said he traveled here um, to Cleveland. It sounded like he drove here from. So I don't wonder, wonder where he was living. Um, Prior to coming Strongville. up here to Cleveland, I just Strong want to know Strongville. if he can run a gasser or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Final take, final take, Sam. Uh, yeah. Um, I think the game is winnable. I don't think this is a game where we're going to. I think what we got to do is we got to call better plays. Uh, well, I think we did good, good play calling, but I think there's some things we can improve on. Not fumbling the ball. Double reverses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Triple reverse would work better than a double. Yeah, just pitching it 10 yards back and then pitching it forward 10 yards and then back 10 yards and then throwing the ball for a touchdown. Um, Haven't we done that before? I think I think I saw that play earlier in the year. Okay. We might have. I don't know. But I think there's um there's things not turning the ball over. It's the kind of generic things. Ball security, keeping your ball um protected so it doesn't get punched out, which uh or and making sure you have control of it. Things like that, just protecting the ball and then running the ball if it's working. And actually, even not running the ball, but if passing the ball is working, stick with it. But I think the game is winnable. The Rams are a middle-of-the-pack team. They're not great. They're not terrible. They're just right there. They'll beat you if you're not careful. But they also are beatable. So I think it's definitely a winnable game for us. All right, Steve. Good job, Steve. Um. The voice of <laughs> I'll reason. know as soon as I hear the crowd noise uh, how this is going to go. If it sounds really? like a Cleveland home game, I think the Browns are going to win. Um, it's it's going to it's going to be I, I, for some reason. You know, I know the Browns haven't done well in Pacific Time Zone. They haven't won out out there since 2012. They're zero and eight in their last eight trips out to the West Coast. But this is the first time they've stayed on the West Coast for back-to-back games. So I'm going to give them a little – Los Angeles? uh, What's that? They were in Los Angeles this week? Oh, yeah. They stayed out there the entire time. So that's good. Um, I think it'll be determined – I don't have any problem with uh, Stefanski's play calling. Um, You know, players got to execute – so yes. um, what was the hey before you go further? See, I, what was the term you used, Sam, last week? Because I think I used it in my article. Um, you when you described the way that the Browns are uh, that Stefanski desperate football desperate. I used that in my headline, Sam. I used that, so I'm hmm. crediting you with that word. I love that word. I said I got to get that in into the headline because I thought that was brilliant. Okay, Steve, back to you. <laughs> I don't think that was a desperate play, but that's just my opinion. I mean, okay. they've been working to try to get that play in the entire game. And you got a brand new, you know, it's just the fact that you got PJ Walker and uh, Pierre Strong in there. Uh, but anyway, um, like I said, players got to execute. I think yeah. this is a winnable game, but if they lose, um, they're still seven and five. It's an NFC game, has no real bearing on any tiebreakers. Mm-hmm. They've got four AFC games left, mm-hmm. win all of those. You got no problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's just it. 
But okay. I think they have an opportunity to win. I, I'm really curious on, on the play calling and what they're going to do with Flacco. I, I, I know we're going to see a lot of play action. You're not going to see a lot of RPO with uh, Joe Flacco, but you're going to see a lot right. of play action. And they're still one of the top team rushing offenses. You know, they run the ball a lot. The Browns mm-hmm. do. I mean, right now, um, Jerome Ford is the number one rusher in the AFC North. Mm. Go figure that. So, um, yeah, I know. It's shocking. Uh, Dude, they you're bringing all these great – I love these stats you bring. Like, they just come out of left field, and I'm just not prepared. And then you hit us with it, and it's like, oh, okay. Wow. Uh, you I, only hear I it am, here on the I am, I am. I am hoping for a Browns win. I think they have a golden opportunity. Like Sam said, and I said earlier, the Rams are an average team. The only thing that scares me is Matt Stafford can really throw the ball. Mm-hmm. And against a uh, against a bad secondary, and the Browns secondary isn't bad, I, we're going to miss Denzel Ward. But right. you've got to be disruptive on defense. That's it. Yeah. Disruptive. That's that's we got to get word. into the back. Disruptive meaning we got to get to the in the backfield, right? I mean, we got to get there. Disruptive in every way possible. Hands up, boys on defense. Get big. Get big. <laughs> yep. Hands up. Like a bear's chasing you. That's right. That's, That's right. Exactly I try to get right. my I try to get my high school basketball girls team to you know get you know get in their defensive stances, get those hands and we can get big, you know. But <laughs> so well, hopefully the Browns do that as get well. Big. Get get big. All right. Hey, guys, thanks again for joining us here on the Fanatical Ls Network. Appreciate everybody tuning in, watching us live tonight on the X on YouTube. These guys are going to retweet everything out and repost. Steve does a brilliant job of that. Sam and Villagella help out with that, too. We're also, again, subscribe to us right now. Go subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Follow us, and then you'll never miss a show. Guys, thanks again. Go Browns. We'll be bringing you some pregame shows on Sunday and some postgame shows. So tune back in for that. And we've got a, I think we got a couple other shows in between there. Another Oracle Speaks show coming up. We've got the uh, another uh, Browns Rocking show. We've got Sam's Browns Breakdowns again. We got Steve with his um, uh, Dog Pound South. Dog Pound South. Dog Pound South show coming up again Monday, probably. Um, so thanks again for tuning in. Take care, everybody, and go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns.